0: So I go into uh, the doctor's office, I take the test, and they come back and say, you know, you tested positive for COVID. And Carrie, I was like, I'm sorry? Should you test it positive for COVID?
1: Welcome to Hard Candy and Fruit Snacks. I'm Gloria Harrison, a TV producer living in New York. And I'm Carrie Clifford, an actor and writer living in Los Angeles. We first met in elementary school outside Boston.
0: When I was part of a program that busts kids from the inner city to school in the suburbs. We're going to talk about privilege and
1: disadvantage.
0: And about what it's like to move from one world to another without really feeling at home in either.
1: In this podcast, we're having conversations about race. And the
0: awkwardness that comes with learning about people from another culture. Carrie, I couldn't believe the article you sent me uh, Mm -hmm. from The New York Times basically saying America's
1: mothers are in crisis. I think that resonates with me for sure. What about you? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm definitely in crisis. I, I mean, I will say I don't even think it's just moms. Like, obviously, we're in a global pandemic like everyone's in crisis. But I do think some a lot of this does fall on the shoulders of mothers right we tend to take on a lot of responsibilities but i mean everyone's in a crisis i don't want people to feel alienated and also in this
0: article they talk about you know working from home whether you are a mom Mm -hmm. or not you know what i mean the record unemployment like we're fortunate to have jobs right now but even if you don't have a job and you're at home it's stressful it's like we're around our families more than ever and i gotta tell you it's driving me crazy (laughs)
1: Totally, totally. And it is that's so true. Like what you said that it's like, I do feel so fortunate and lucky that I have a job. But it's, it's also like, okay, you have that job. So you don't have to worry that you have an income, but then you never feel like you're doing any of your jobs well. Right. Because it's like I'm working all day. So then I'm ignoring my son and then my husband has to take over Zoom school. So then I feel bad that I'm not participating in Zoom school and I don't even know what the math project is that he's supposed to do. And we (laughs) have to cut these pieces of paper or whatever the thing is. It's like and then I feel like I'm not totally doing a great job at work because we're on Zoom and I've never met these people in real life. And it's like you don't feel good about anything.
0: Absolutely. And I'm dealing with that with my youngest daughter, right? Remote learning. And I actually, you were my therapist this week. I, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I feel like sometimes I'm failing at both, right? I'm yes. not winning at work. Yes. I'm not winning as as a mom. And, and I tell yeah. you, this whole thing, the pandemic and being home, I feel like sometimes... I'm, I hope my family can forgive me, but I feel like sometimes I'm not appreciated because they're seeing me work all day, right? And then I'm still expected to do the things that a mother does, like, you know, domestic, like cook. And I'm not a great cook to begin with, so I'm not, like, going to just whip up something like my mother did. It's like it takes me time, but if I'm working long hours, it's hard to do that. And it's hard for me to um, explain that to an 8-year-old. You know, she said to me this week, she goes, I mean, you're always on your phone. You're always (laughs) texting. And I felt like she was the parent. Yeah. You know, and I'm
1: the child. Right. Totally, but also like what you said, just like not being appreciated, and there's also something with like absence makes the heart grow fonder, yes. right? It's like we're always with these people, so Wait. they don't. It's not like it's not like four, it's like excited to see me because he's with me all. Yeah, you know? and what do
0: we say? There are people that want to date. There are people that they're saying I'm lonely, and and I want to yeah. say to you, the grass is probably greener because I just want to be free. Somebody <laughs> save me. Totally, totally. I definitely,
1: I definitely. I definitely have some single friends that are going insane also because they're like, I need someone in my life. And I just want to be like, do you want to switch? Because you can have these roommates. <laughs> yeah, and listen, I went to
0: um, a doctor's appointment recently and someone said to me at the office, you know, I just said hello to somebody. You know, the regular hi, which we all do, right. not expecting that they go into a conversation. Basically, the person was like, listen, if you would have told me what I know now. A year ago, I would have never said I do. And what are people doing? Seriously, oh. people around each other too much and you're realizing that you really don't like the person that you're with. And it's like it's not yeah. that you don't love them, but it's like you are having right. trouble communicating and I can identify yeah. with that.
1: Totally. And that you there's not a lot of like diversions and I know like in my normal life um Obviously, I I love my husband and doing stuff with my husband, but I also like doing stuff without him and going out with, you know, certain friends to dinner or going to movies, going to see shows, like kind of having a life outside of my marriage, you know, like and and we don't have that. Right. And, you know, and, and like in L.A., I feel like we've been like really, really locked down, like people aren't even really doing like, you know, outdoor cocktails anymore, like in the in the fall kind of people were. But I haven't seen really anyone out i see my neighbors like because they live right next door but that's really it girl you know? i understand
0: like, i miss it i miss yeah. having a cocktail after work i miss laughing yeah. and hugging people and yeah. doing all that stuff it's just like it's a lot and you know what we always have to realize too like i said it's not just about uh, this is to us because we're friends and we're mothers and we're talking about um having to be good parents and having to, or wanting to succeed at that. It's like, we got to remember we're under our stress, but I have to remember also that I have a little child. I have teenagers. um, I have a, you know, a young son, I'm a son in his twenties and they're under their own stress. And that's what I'm realizing too, that their normalcy, like my kids are all remote. So there's no gym, there's no hanging out with their friends. And so I try to just try to find a balance and it's not easy. So having this conversation with you is, is, it's very helpful you know, to say. Mm-hmm. and it,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is like that balance. It's just like, I don't know, that feeling of just like not feeling like you're doing a good job at any of this is it's so draining. It's so. And I, I, I find like I'm always judging myself, you know, like pre this. I was very strict about TV and video games. Mm-hmm. Very strict. Yes. And now I'm just like, oh, you've been playing Roblox <laughs> for three hours. OK. OK. Exactly. But I It's just like, it's just interesting to see how what was sort of your values yep. before have changed a bit. But then it's still hard not to judge yourself because then I also I'm like, feel shame in that like okay great now um, I'm ruining his brain and
0: (laughs) no but guess what he's going to be okay because what do we know about children they're resilient and they're going to get through it. and sometimes we put more pressure I mean I remember back in October you know for my birthday I got a call from my daughter's teacher and that's when I learned she hadn't been in gym in six weeks and I'm in the damn house. I cried. I was like, oh, my God, I'm a full-on failure. I'm like, "I, my kids have never missed gym. They've never missed a class. The teacher was like, yeah, she hasn't been here in six weeks. And so I, she
1: just never, like, logged in for the yes, gym Zoom? she was
0: here, but didn't, <laughs> you know? And, 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 you know, of course, me being, like, an overachiever, trying to take everything to heart, I literally cried. And the teacher was like, it's just gym. It's okay. Right. And she was like, I, "She's right. like, I got to be honest with you. There are kids that are dancing and flipping around during class. Your daughter is an oh excellent God. student, but I still took it personal. I'm like, I have failed right. my child. I'm in the house. Now, all these years, I'm working out of the house, she's, Doing very well. I'm home. She's with me, not the babysitter, yeah. the mom, right. and I can't even right. make sure she's going to class. I mean, I was, I was horrified.
1: I F- Ford's doing like a school musical, yes, and and they don't have rehearsal like every week, so it's just hard. For, so so twice now, I have forgotten that he's had (laughs) rehearsal and then i've gotten a text from a friend like is ford coming to aladdin rehearsal i'm like oh god ford you gotta (laughs) log on to rehearsal but it's like it's also because it's all you know digital so it's like trying to remember like it's just it's just so much and then i think there's also just added stresses of like we're in this global pandemic, and now it's like trying to get people vaccines. Oh my and, god! You know, like there's just so much. I mean, you and I talked about this uh, last week because my parents have gotten both of their shots, and then your parents couldn't get a vaccine. Right, and, and we were trying to figure yeah, out. Yeah, you
0: tried to help me, and I was in my feelings about it because not only your parents, but um, plenty of my other friends and colleagues. Uh, their parents have received the vaccine and right. I was very upset about it. And I talked to you about it. My parents are in Georgia and I said, Carrie, why is this happening? And I know yep. you were upset with me and you tried to help me. And then I pointed right. out to you, I hope you didn't get offended. I said, Carrie, the friends that I'm talking about, they don't look like me. And their parents right. have the vaccine. So what's going on? Is Are we coming back yep. to race again? Or is it just, and here's the thing. I know it's just not about race. We came, our new president came into basically a disaster so it's right. it's a lot of miscommunication on how you can get the vaccine. But, you know, my father's in his 80s. As I've always said, right. I always talk about my parents. My mother's in her 70s. And I was like, OK, why can't they get it? And then I also have a, a very dear friend that's in Florida, that's around the same age. Parents have not been able to get it. But I have yeah. good news for you. My mom's scheduled... Tomorrow. My dad's scheduled Monday. Awesome. so So that's good. But yes, awesome. it's it's like I worry about people like my mom. I worry about other people from uh, low and uh, disadvantaged neighborhoods that are not yep. able to get it. And what I found when I called in uh, Georgia, uh, there was a place that they can go get it. But people were calling, coming from all over Georgia to this particular site. And being able to get it. And I said to the woman, why aren't you servicing the people that live in the zip code first? And the woman was like, really nice. I knew it wasn't her fault. It's just sad. Here I am in New York on the phone calling back to back to back to back. And I said, you know what it is? It comes down to not being technologically savvy. Not having um, someone who's a proxy, someone who can look out for you. And I have a sister there, and she was trying to help them. But what about all the parents, um, children who have parents that don't have assistance, that can't help them get anything? But I got to tell you, since then, I I found out in the Bronx, hats off to the Bronx, they are bringing up pop-up centers, pop-up locations where they're going into low-income and disadvantaged communities, and they're servicing people and saying, hey— this is important. We're bringing it actually to your doorstep within, you know, wow. walking distance. So what is yeah. the excuse now? So there's the population right. that are still afraid to take the vaccine. Right. right. And then there's a population that is they is They're, they're um, overcoming their fears. But still, now that they're ready, they're not able to take it.
1: Right. Well, and it's so interesting because it's it seems like it is a vehicle by which it highlights the amazing things that people are doing, like what you just said and the terrible things, you know? And like, because when I, because I was trying to figure out how your parents could get vaccinated too. And I remember like one one of the sites I went to, it literally would just was like, yeah, we don't have any more vaccines. (laughs) And it's like, that's so not helpful. Like you can't tell me where else to call or where else to look or whatever. It was just like, yeah, we're out, you know? And like, versus what you were just saying about the pop-ups in the Bronx. And there's like, There's a facility in L.A. that has been doing, really trying to get into the, those, uh, demographics where people are resistant to it and educating them and then making it easy for them to get the actual vaccine. Because that's the thing, too, is like people are still resistant to it. And we're never going to get out of this thing if people don't get it, you know. Exactly.
0: And so and and I don't want to I know that it's not just about race. But when you think of the reality of who is dying at a record number two to three times of that of a white person, it's concerning that they're not getting the vaccine because guess what? We're just going to keep spreading it. We're not going to yep. get herd immunity
1: if we don't get
0: control of it. I
1: know. It's scary. And what can you, I don't want to put you on the spot, mm-hmm. but can you talk about how COVID has affected your life?
0: I do want to talk about it, but real quick, I want to go back. There's a link. Um, I don't know if I sent it to you. I sent it to my sister. I want to look it up for those that are listening. It, it basically says plan your vaccine, you know, and, and, and there's a link. And um, I think that's awesome for those that are listening and you have an elderly parent and you want to know what to do. um, It's a it's plan your vaccine and um, we'll actually share it on our page. link to it. Yeah, Yeah. we'll we'll link to it. And on that you can put your city, state, your zip code, your age group, your category. And it'll help link you um, to a place that may may be able to assist you in getting the vaccine. But, yeah, going back to your your, um, what you just said, here I am. I tell you this. I go to work. I come home and when I go to work, it's maybe I'm in the studio once a week, but I've not allowed my adult children, young adult children to they're both virtual. I didn't allow them to go to school and some of it it's a virtual anyway. My eight-year-old, I said, I'm too afraid. And people say, Gloria, you know, you're healthy. I said, I I am also a black female. My children right. are are black. We are in the demographic, so they say. So to be honest with you, I'm scared. So I didn't let them go anywhere. I didn't go visit my parents. I didn't go anywhere for right. Thanksgiving. I didn't go anywhere for Christmas. I I literally, we stayed in a bubble because we were so right. afraid. My husband takes the train, right? Three weeks ago, does, he
1: does he go does he go to work every day on the train? Yeah. How often it, does he have to Monday go Monday
0: through Friday? Yes. Wait, can, can I tell you okay. this? When I was on hiatus from work. When you called me back in March and April when I was crying every day watching the news, I used to drive right. him to Manhattan every day because that's how afraid I was. I would drive right, him and right. I would see the the trucks with the body bags in them and I would cry. Right. I said, oh, my God, I got to see a therapist. I'm not well. This is right. killing me. And I said to him, you cannot take the train. He's like, okay, you're right. crazy. We can't live like this. I'm. In, it's too expensive. If anybody knows anything about Manhattan to pay for parking, it's outrageous. You got two kids in college. Right. It, the numbers don't add up. So anyway, yeah. for the first three months, I was like, I'm driving you. I'm driving you. I'm picking you up. And I was basically his personal Uber. You know, I didn't get anything for it, but... (laughs) Right. (laughs) But I was his Uber. But once I came back to work, I said, okay, good, fine. He's wearing his mask. He's got to take the train because I have to work. I can't drive him. So back to what I was saying, other than him going to work, other than me going to work, not allowing my parents to... My my kids to see my grandparents, their grandparents, not allowing them to go to Georgia, not allowing any cousins, nieces... All the stuff I like to do going out with co-workers, I squashed it. Right. Right? Which is why when three weeks ago my husband wasn't feeling well, I said, you don't look good. Him being a man, he kept telling me he was fine. I'm like, you don't look good. Mm-hmm. Your eyes are red. You don't look good. Finally, he goes. He says, Gloria, I tested positive. I'm like, oh, no, Ugh. this is terrible. So you know what I do? Ugh. I jump into wife mode, mama bear. I'm like, you know right? what? All the stuff I've heard. I'm going to try to help him heal, help him get rest, help take care of him. Mm -hmm. All right. Vitamins, soup, prayer, you know, making sure that, you know, his blood pressure wasn't too high, Um, making sure that his oxygen levels were good. I was doing all of this while still working, while still being a mom. Right. And then one week later. After speaking to speak into someone at my job, they're like, we just want to make sure because I had to quarantine. I, I, I'll right. be honest with you. I had a little bit of a little sassy attitude. I was like, I, I'll just go get my own test because I'm fine. Right. Okay? I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I go into uh, the doctor's office. I take the test. And they come back and say, you know, you tested positive for COVID. Ugh. And Carrie, I was like, I'm uh, sorry. Should you you tested oh positive for COVID. I literally started crying and she was looking at me like she's like listen I had it my husband lived in a. she has the same bed with me he wore a mask every day he didn't get it she's like everyone's you know some people are getting it some people are not but you're gonna be okay you just have to follow you know the instructions that I'm gonna give you and Carrie I'm still sitting in the chair crying they're like um you gotta get up because there are other (laughs) people out there waiting and I kept going I don't have it they're like you do have it. You do. You tested positive. I'm sure it's
1: like denial. You're like you don't want to admit it. It's. I mean, I, and uh, I don't
0: know why. And please, please, people, don't judge me. I was ashamed. I was angry yeah. because I'm like, okay, I don't go anywhere. So
1: why do I have well, it? And I do, I do think there is like a shame factor about it too because it's this like terrible thing. So it's almost like people are associating like. If you got it, you did something wrong. You didn't wear your mask. You're going to a party, you know, whatever. And it does seem, especially with these new strains or whatever, it's like, we don't know how people are getting it. My sister actually got it. And she, like you, like she's convinced... You know, she never left the house. She said when she would go walk the dog, she'd like cross and go on the opposite side of the street if there was someone, you know, walking towards her or whatever. And so she and the public health person that she had been talking to are convinced that she either got it from like DoorDash, like getting, you know, food delivered or Instacart. And that makes me insane because I thought we had been told like, no, you don't have to wipe down everything, you know, but she has no idea how she got it. And, And the interesting thing is she's the only one in her family that got it. Wow. And yeah, so she thinks it's because she has type A blood. And and I guess t- there is a theory that people with um, a a blood type um are more susceptible. But I don't know, like how vetted that actually is. But so she's like has no idea how she got it. And she was sh- she was doing OK. And then she got really sick. And if her um what is it, the. The oxygen the level oxygen dropped. levels, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: I can't remember now what the number it dropped to, but um, they were like, if it drops like two more, then she has to go to the ER. She never did have to go to the ER, and now, and so I think she's like a month out, and she is so much better, but still gets so tired. Yes, but how and it's was, scary. like what? What was like? What were your symptoms like? And what was your husband? And who else yeah. got
0: it? Yeah. So first, like you know, as I told you, my husband got it. Then I found out I did, uh, that right. I that I got COVID. So then I took my kids, all three of them. I was like, we gotta go. And what's interesting is my son tested positive and the Mm -hmm. youngest child uh, tested positive. Uh, My middle child did not, um, and I have a theory about that. (laughs) I think it's because she definitely, um, she doesn't drink my Kool-Aid like the rest of the kids. And what I mean by that is my oldest and my daughter, they're always under my husband and I. So we're thinking, you know, we're clearly like dinner, like she'll like sometimes eat a little later or she just doesn't always, sometimes she doesn't want to watch the shows that we watch. And I'm thinking, you know what? And and it's a whole joke about it. She's like, yeah, she goes, as a middle child, I've been through a lot. I go, yeah, girl, God <laughs> got you. You know, and, and it's kind of funny, but I was like, I did think it was interesting. I took them yeah. back two more times. And again, still my oldest and the youngest um, tested positive. Still, um, the middle child did, um, did not test positive. Um, but I want to talk about, it really felt like for us, like a really bad cold Sometimes, yeah. And I've never had the flu, but the symptoms that I was describing, they said felt like a flu, um, felt like I did have the flu. But I, I do want to say that I'm grateful for the things that you were texting me about your sister, what she went through because it was helpful. I'm grateful for yeah. my colleagues and friends, people calling us and giving us tips saying, watch your oxygen level. Don't yeah. sleep too long in one position don't lay on your back. Like I was paranoid. And I got to be honest, there are days where I just, I found myself sometimes in tears because I was afraid. I'm like, I don't want to die. I have so right. much to look forward to. And I would right. go through down that road. I would have dreams about people who've passed away. Um, I yeah. would oh. hallucinate. And then oh. I would also say, you know what? I got to get stronger. I got to get better. I got to take these two weeks that the doctors are saying that I need to heal my body because I do a lot of running around, but I also appreciate the phone calls. Um, one of my closest friends dropped off all of these groceries because at this point, the whole family can't go anywhere. And so none of my, the only family members I have are in my immediate family. They live in New York. Everyone else is pretty much, we're all spread out. But right. it's nice to know that I have people in my life, friends, colleagues that were just like, you know what? We're going to drop food at the door. We're not coming in. But make sure yeah. that you're taking your vitamins. Make sure you're right. drinking your, you know, I had soup. And I'll, I'll be honest, I never realized how much water. I, I was telling you, I was drinking a gallon of water per
1: day. Wow. Like, just downing it. Did you I have a fever? Did you have a
0: fever?
1: I never had a fever. Mm. Um, See, that, that, my sister di- didn't really either. And that's one of those things that, like. Makes me insane because, you know, that's one of the markers that they're doing. Right. If you if you when people are going to go to school, they're going to take your temperature. Clearly, right. that doesn't mean that you don't have covid, you know, or like when you've have you gone to like a doctor's appointment, they take your temperature. You know, you get scanned and it's like, that's not doesn't actually mean. But, but even cause... when we
0: did have it, it was like a, if I had a fever, it was a slight fever. Yeah, it was a slight fever. So but I was afraid I did not want to go into the hospital.
1: Yes, I did not want my husband right. to go.
0: I did not want the kids to go, and I just was like, "Okay, Gloria, make sure you follow everything and talk about pressure, right? Being a mom, still working through yeah. the pandemic, taking a break, yeah. and worrying about everyone else in the house, and then having to take care of yourself—it's scary." I also and want to tell all, you, like, yeah.
1: yeah, when you're all sick, like who, who there's yes. no one to take care of, and <laughs> were the, <laughs> the kids? Um, Symptomatic? Like did they have symptoms? Your son and yes. youngest? And, or no? And
0: still, still my son and I don't have we can't uh we don't have our sense of taste or smell. Still. Okay. So I'm still yeah. like a, a week or so out um in smell as well. But I yeah. and this I This is still when you want... gotta be eating all the vegetables that are <laughs>
1: disgusting because you yes. won't be able to taste or smell them.
0: <laughs> and I and I feel like you're um like I'm I'm grateful because like I said, I had you, I had my family members, cousins, people praying for me. But I thought about also all of the people that don't have support. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what pulled me out of it. I'm like, Gloria, you yeah. got to stop crying. You got to stop right. saying that you're, you're. stop being ashamed that you have it. Get it together. Right. It was almost like I was talking right. to myself. Like, right. get it together. Yep. You have it. Now what do you have to do? And I thought about right. where would we be? Where would my family be if I didn't have someone who literally mailed me the oxygen thing? Gloria, yeah, put your finger in there. Totally. Put your husband's finger. In. Test yourself. I Here's know. your thermometer. Here's your soup. Here are your vegetables. Here's your food. Keep eating. Keep, um, keep keeping your fluids in every two to three hours. People dropping stuff off. And I thought, what about those families, those elderly people who may be overweight, who have diabetes, mm-hmm. who might be elderly, who doesn't have who don't have someone to say, hey, can I bring bright groceries? I know. Can I, can I, I know. bring you some vitamins? You know, make sure you're drinking your tea. I mean, we tried everything. We went back to our, our ancestors, Caribbean roots, ginger, right. lemon. Like, yeah. my son was yeah. looking up everything. I said, and, and what I, it made me value life even more, to be honest with you. And I get yeah. emotional because I'm like, I don't, I didn't want to pass away. I'm like, right. I got too much to do. I got graduation right. d- to go yeah. to. I got a podcast. You're not done yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm still trying yeah. to, to get into good trouble. Right. 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 yeah, Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But it is so
1: true. You do think about, you know, there's so many people that obviously live alone or people that don't have, you know, significant friends or family in their life. And there is still a stigma to it that it seems like you know not uh, you know in the beginning of it it was kind of reminiscence of, of the aids epidemic right yes. that people were just like so scared mm-hmm. and so so like the idea of trying to get someone to come over to your house to bring you soup or whatever you know people like our parent we're paranoid yes. just walking on the street that you're going to pass someone with COVID, so you're not going to actually go to someone's house who has COVID, you know yeah. so it is mm-hmm.
0: And I found myself whispering at my house talking to a doctor like if I had appointment, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I have COVID they're like I'm sorry right. speak totally. up And it's like looking I around know. because I'm like and it's also I, I forgot to mention to you mention this to you. it's very humbling, okay? Yeah. it really knocked me down and really yeah. made me realize that any one of us at any moment can get COVID. Yeah. Right. But it's what do you do when you get it? You got to find your resources. You got to find people. And if you don't have them in your life, you got to call that helpline because they were calling yeah. us daily saying, can we bring you something? Can we give you something? Oh, really? Yes. They, that I forgot. I want to tell you that. That's another good thing that I thought was helpful. I'm I'm grateful that we did not need that. But it's good to know that people were calling almost to the point where it was like annoying. You know right. they do they, they and do that the, was just
1: like through like the public health yes. or something just because once you are test positive then that goes to the state or whatever that exactly. they know that you have it okay. it's a
0: protocol and it's a contact tracing and they're being nice ah. but really they want to know girl where the hell you been to make sure right. we can find out that you know your last you know wherever you were at that we notify the other people but they're so nice about it and they, yeah. they they're really just doing their job but then at the end of it they would say can we get you something do you need something. And, and right, that would right. be a nice feeling. And I'm committed. If you're out there listening, and if you get COVID, you can DM, DM me. You can text yeah. me because I believe it's important to pay it forward somebody else is going to be sick let me bring food to you we need to help each other we need to communicate we need to find friends to talk about it because I was I went from being ashamed to being scared to being terrified of dying to saying you know what I have to be strong I am a mom I am a leader I have to turn this around and when I went back to work honestly as annoying as all of us are together they're like girl I missed you and it's like I, (laughs) I, I go crazy at work but I miss them too. It's like just right. an outlet of just being, you know, th- the first three or four days, I was like, I need to heal. I need to take care yeah. of my body. Girl, and four days later, I was like, I don't have time for this.
1: Right, right, right. Do, do, Was there anything, like one or two things that for you worked, like, you know, drinking every two hours or ginger? Like, was there something that you would recommend to someone else like this really helped you? So
0: I would say to stay, to stay hydrated, okay? Yeah. So we had um, Pedialyte. We had Gatorade. We had water. Um, I was, I don't know, so thirsty, like, and we just, I had gallons, we all had gallons of water, and I literally would just keep drinking, so I think keeping the fluids in are essential, Um, nothing like a good homemade soup, chicken noodle soup, tomato soup, anything that is warm, um, and it's good, and sometimes people, you know what they do, they get so weak that they don't eat, they get weak and they don't take your vitamins, that's when you gotta say, no matter, if I don't do anything else, if I don't take a shower, yeah. I have got to make sure that I put something in my body to help me fight this off. Yeah, and and it was so crazy. Yeah. One of my colleagues said to me, "What do you take?" I said, "I take women women's health a day. I take vitamin right. D, um, C." Um, E. Like I had all zinc. I had all these. And somebody said, you know, none of that works. Like you just got to rest. I said, well, listen, mentally, it's making me feel like I'm doing something. Well,
1: exactly. It makes you feel like you're (laughs) helping the problem. You're being proactive because otherwise just like sitting there and and none of that stuff's going to hurt you. Like maybe it did help. Maybe it didn't help. But it's definitely not going to hinder, you know, I feel like it helped. Yeah, I'm sure. Just, I mean, that's vitamins and just being strong. That's how you fight stuff, I think, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: And so my oh my, my message is like, we can all get it. Yeah. We had it. I didn't believe I could. I knew it was a possibility, but I thought yeah. I was doing everything right to prevent it. And, you know, I got so yeah. angry. I said, you know what? I should have traveled. We go on a family vacation every year. We didn't go. Maybe I should travel. Maybe I, maybe I should have been at the club. Maybe I should have been at the right. bar because <laughs> I was angry. And I know that's not right. the answer, but I was like, you right, know what? Right. I mean, it would almost be worth it, Right. Right, totally, totally, (laughs) and
1: but it does, it does. Like, I just feel like you're the epitome of what we were talking about in the beginning. That it's just like why moms and everyone, frankly, is in crisis. It's just like that was like one other thing. Just piling it on. Like, not only are you dealing with everything, but then you got it too. Yes, and you're simultaneously. And you're simultaneously trying to prevent other people in your life from getting it and trying to find vaccines and trying to do all these things. And it's just like it's so much. And it is no wonder why people's mental health is not intact. Like, people right. are can, going insane. And, yes.
0: and can I tell you this? Uh, um, sorry, forgive me, people. But uh, women, we are... So much stronger. Like, my husband act like he couldn't <laughs> function. Like, you know, and oh, my, yeah. and my oh, coworkers yeah. kept going, how's your husband? I go, don't worry about how he is, okay? Because he yeah. ate me, COVID. So don't worry about yeah. it. I was, like, right. went from taking care of him, and then when I was sick, nobody helped take care of me.
1: You right, know what I mean? Because right. they
0: were all so weak. But I'm saying, listen, dude, I just took care of you for a whole week. Like, you know, you want to bring me some water? Did you want to yeah. make me some soup? And he can't no. function. I mean, it's def- he can't It's do definitely anything. a fact.
1: I mean, when men get a cold, you're like, "Wait, you're dying? You're dying from the snipples? I did not realize. It's exactly. so true. It's mm-hmm. so true. But and we do just try and take on like it's so hard for me when I'm sick or whatever to like stop doing everything because you know I'm like, "Oh God, I gotta dust that bookshelf," and right. um, okay, I gotta sign for it up for soccer, and I got or whatever. Like you're still trying to. Operate, I was still doing you know? everything.
0: Trying to. Yeah. Put, my son goes, "Ma, you're out of
1: breath." Right. But like, I was I like, know, oh, but God. it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to shut it down. It's so hard. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's this is definitely a trying time. But don't you kind of feel now like, don't you kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel now that it's like people are getting vaccinated, like we're going to get some sort of life back?
0: Oh, absolutely. And I also want to sh- this is helpful to share my story, to share my situation yeah. and, and mental health, like we said, is so important. And how do you get through a mental health crisis? You talk to people, you talk about yeah. it, you call the number that says, hey, I'm having trouble because mental yeah. health. I'm glad now more and more of us, This the stigma. We're getting away from it. It's like, you know what? Yeah, we need to feel comfortable talking to someone, someone about what you're going through. And guess what? When you talk to someone, you realize that, you know, somebody actually is going to, it may be, it may not be the exact same thing, but they understand where you're going. And it's like, oh, I'm not the only one. No, you're not. Right. Can I ask you this though? Do you go through this? Like, I'm not kidding. There are times when I'm like in one section of the house. Yeah. My daughter is in another section. Her father is actually closer to where she is. She goes oh. past him. I'm mm-hmm. working. I'm on a call mm-hmm. with my boss. She's like, I'm hungry. I'm going uh-huh. like this, pointing to her. Give me a second. Give me a second. Uh-huh. I'm hungry. And I uh-huh. said, listen, can you just give me a second? I'm yeah. in a meeting with like 30 people and she's like talking over like- Mom, While I'm talking, mom, yes. mom, <laughs> mom,
1: mom, 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 mom. I know. I oh know. Gosh. I mean, I will say Ford does- you know, use Paul a lot too, but it is sometimes like, oh my God, can we just can we sit in silence for a minute? Yeah, you know? just and but then why yeah. do you keep
0: coming to me? I understand, I'm your mom, but your yeah. dad is right there. and He goes, you know, I can't help it if if they want their mom. I'm like, okay, but yeah, no, help me out sometime because I'm doing yeah. both—you cooking and answering the phone and being on Zoom and trying yeah. to be a mom. And some days I just want to be like you said, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Some days I'm like, you know, I'm going to do the best I can and really yeah. focus on what's important.
1: Well, and I will say, like, you and I, to obviously, like, this, this having these discussions, we've both deemed to be really important to us. And then I love that we've also started the scholarship fund because that is something that we decided was, like, something that we wanted to do was pay it forward and help other people and I do think that you're right like we all have to sort of reevaluate what's important but I'm so grateful that we've been able together to decide some of the things that are important and actually like put them into action
0: absolutely and I go back to us talking back in March and April, and me telling you I don't want to do this, and us going back and forth, and then saying, okay, so we're talking at night, but what are we doing, right? And then we talked about, you know what? We want to give back. That's a way for us to give back and exactly pay it forward. And I always like to reiterate what we've already done because I'm putting a checklist. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And that is donating to Black Lives Matter, right? Yeah. That is giving to NAACP Legal Defense Fund. And then remember having Marion Howe, the former Meckle Counsel, come in and tell us, you know what? Ladies, if you want to change something, start looking at laws, start looking at things yeah. to change, to make things better for police brutality in our country, for uh, how you can possibly bridge the, the, the um, racial disparity, the, the gap. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And so I feel like we're checking these things off and now and to say, oh, my gosh, let's do a GoFundMe. What's our goal? Yeah. Sixty thousand dollars. I yeah. want to go higher than that. But I'm excited about it. Yeah, and actually and doing it.
1: And there is something, I mean, so our goal is is to help two METCO students who are at the high school that we went to, Whalen High School, get to call, pay for college, and then two kids that are not part of the METCO pro- program, but that are um, inner city kids at Boston Public Schools um, and who probably are working with 826 Boston, which is an amazing um, tutoring program and helping kids with writing. And so if we could help at least those four kids pay for college, I mean, what an impact, you know. And Absolutely. so many people have already donated and it's it's just – and we hope to exceed that. If mm-hmm. we can make – if we can raise $100,000, we'll help more kids. There's so many deserving – High school seniors that obviously like w- w- there's one high school senior that are, are actually she should have been a freshman this year and she had to postpone because she just couldn't pay for it. And it's like those stories kill me. I want to yes. be able to help these kids because these are kids who want to pursue further their education and who want to give back to the world. And that's why it's also a, a social justice scholarship, because these kids are all uh, have that mindset of wanting to make Make the world a better place. Yeah, and it's an amazing
0: opportunity for us to be involved in. I hold it so dear to my heart because I look at the kids from the MECO program and I see them, I see myself in them. I look at the kids in Dorchester, Roxbury, Mattapan, and I was them. I yep. am them. And so right. to be able to do this joint effort with you, a social justice scholarship, this is amazing. The fact that we could put it up and say, you know what? We're doing it while working, yeah. while living, while being moms, and saying it's important. So I'm so excited. Thank you, everyone who's already given. Um, and you know me, I'm a grassroots kind of gal. You know yeah. what I mean? $25. The other night I was laying on my couch, had a few glasses of wine. I'm like, hey, let me just send the link. Let me just send the yeah. link. And people totally. were texting back, done, done. You Aww, know? That's awesome. And
1: and the the Brigham and Women's Hospital is, um, you know, our partner in this, and they're getting the word out, too. And I know that there's been, like, a lot of doctors there that are planning on making yes. big donations. And so it's just, we can't wait to see what happens with it.
0: It's so excited, And I'm so uh, grateful again for the opportunity with Office of Ideas to put yeah. this together. And look at you're talking March, April. If you would have told me you and I will be this far in, and yeah. in having the amount of listeners that we do and it's still growing and seeing right. the money grow within just nine days. I mean, hats off. We should feel proud and yes, proud that totally. we are, like you said, not just talking. And that was important to me. I didn't want to just talk. Talk right. and then what?
1: Right. What What are we doing? Right. Well, your phrase that I love, ally <laughs> to action. Right. Yes. And that's yeah. But it's true, true, because that's what I think a lot about is like it's one thing to be like, oh, like everything sucks. Like, I can't believe this thing. And you, you know but then, like, what do you do about it? And sometimes it's so daunting. And like we were talking before, like, it's so frustrating to me that people can't get the vaccines or whatever. But like I sometimes feel paralyzed because I don't know how to change that. But this seems like a concrete thing. If we can help at least four high school seniors pay for college, like (gasps) that's like something that we did and made an impact, you know? This episode was sponsored by the Office of Ideas. An initiative of the Brigham and Women's Hospital Department of Emergency Medicine. Which fights for inclusive, accessible, high-quality health care for everyone. everyone. You've been listening to Hard Candy and Fruit Snacks with my mom, Gloria, and my mom, Carrie. This episode was produced by Frank Valida, Carrie Clifford, Gloria Harrison, and an ACL Joint Production with the music by Alex Skolnick Trio. Check them out at alexskolnick.com. Tune in next time to hear more from our moms. Thanks Thanks for listening. listening.